0: Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of the Odd World News Podcast. This week's episode is titled Lights, Economics, and a Sale. Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you'd like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworldnews 51. Here are the stories for the week of November 29th, 2015. All the light. For now. Now that we have passed Thanksgiving in the United States, the holiday season can begin in earnest. To start, we have a story related to the holiday season. Records are something we have covered quite often on the podcast. It seems like there is hardly a week that goes by without another record being covered. This week is no different. For the past five years, Universal Studio in Osaka, Japan, has held a record. That record was set utilizing their 36-meter, or 118-foot, tree. The tree was wrapped in 374,280 lights. This is no longer the record. David Richards, a Canberra Australia lawyer and businessman, is the one who set the record this time. He states, quote, Some people say I've got quite a knack for getting people to do things for nothing. I get people to do things for nothing because they know that I do things for nothing and I am contributing my own money, resources, time, and effort as well. So maybe they feel sorry for me. End quote. Richards brought together a team of volunteers, including an electrical engineer, structural engineer, some welders, carpenters, and steel fixers. The group erected a 22-meter, or 72-foot, steel tree. On this tree, Richards and his team packed 580,838 twinkling lights. This record was confirmed by the Guinness World Record Association. This is not the first Christmas-related record that Richards has set. It is actually his third in as many years. His first record would put Clark Griswold to shame. In 2013, he set the record for the most lights on a residential property with 500 and 2,165 bulbs. Last year, he set a record for stringing up 1,194,380 LED lights in a public space. Both of these last records were eclipsed, though. His 2013 record was eclipsed within days by a family in the Grangeville, New York, who put 601,736 lights on their home. His 2014 record was broken back in June by a hotel in Miyoko, Japan, whose image of a dragon was composed of 1,529,103 lights. Richards does not do this just for his own grandeur. He has been doing these records to help raise money for SIDS and kids, it can bear a Canberra Sudden Infant Death Syndrome charity. When he puts on these sites, it draws in large crowds, and he invites them to donate. As a side note, I wonder what the record for the number of weeks that there has been a record. I wonder if there's a record for that. Motorized Slay As mentioned last week, criminals tend to use disguises to aid in their robberies. One such person did this in Sao Paulo, Brazil. A man rented a helicopter from an air taxi service at Campo Marta Airport in Sao Paulo. The man rented the helicopter for a Black Friday surprise. That surprise was definitely a good one. The man dressed as Santa Claus. During the flight, the Santa forced the pilot to land on a farm just outside of Sao Paulo's city limits. There, the Santa met up with another man, whom forced the pilot out of the helicopter and then subsequently tied up the pilot. Santa and his friend took the helicopter. The helicopter pilot was able to escape a few hours later and alerted authorities. The missing helicopter is a Robin Model 44. As of this recording, there have been no sightings of the helicopter or its occupants. Economic Progress There are many different ways of measuring how an economy is doing. You could use the fluctuations in the Consumer Price Index or unemployment or many other means of determining just how an economy is faring. PNC, a Pittsburgh-based bank, uses a different measurement. The overall cost of the items contained within the 12 days of Christmas tune. This year, the price has gone up 0.6% to $34,131 versus $33,933 last year. Regarding this change, Jim Dunnigan, chief investment officer of PNC's Asset Management Group, states, quote, the headline, I think, is that inflation in this economy, with the sort of tepid recovery we've seen, is almost non-existent, end quote. Nine of the 12 items remained the same from last year while the other three increased in price. The list of each item and its prices are as follows. A partridge is $25 versus $20 last year. The corresponding pear tree is $190 this year, up $2 from last year. The two turtle doves cost $290 this year, up $30, which is an 11.5% increase. The next seven items all remain the same. Three French hens cost $182. Four calling birds is $600. Five gold rings are $750. Six geese laying cost laying $360. The seven swans of swimming are the most expensive at $13,125. Eight maids milking costs $58, which seems like a very low market value. The nine ladies dancing will cost $7,553. Ten lords of leaping will set you back $5,508, an increase of $160, or 2.9% over last year's price of $5,348. The 11 pipers piping and 12 drummers drumming Also remain the same at $2,635 and $2,855, respectively. The last four are all costs on a per-performance basis, so if you're going to do more than one performance, it will cost you more. On the other hand, if you have that type of money to spend, do not buy anything. Instead, just donate it to a charity. Fight to the death. When individuals hear screaming, it is either in delight or horror. Unfortunately, due to human nature, when there are screams of horror, it can often be a domestic dispute. This is what residents in Wollstonecraft, Australia, thought they heard. When neighbors thought they heard a woman scream and a man yell, quote, I'm going to kill you, you're dead, die, die, end quote, they called police. Several police officers responded to the report of domestic violence. However, when they arrived, all was not what it had seemed. Here is some of the conversation between the officer and the man. The police. Where's your wife? The man. Um, I don't have one. Police. Where's your girlfriend? The man. Um, I don't have one. Police. We had a report of a domestic and a woman screaming, where is she? The man. I don't know what you're talking about. I live alone. Police. Come on, mate. People clearly heard you yelling you were going to kill her and furniture getting thrown around the unit. Police. Come on, mate. What have you done with her? man. It was a spider. Police. Sorry? The man. It was a spider, a really big one. Police. What about a woman screaming? The man. Yeah, sorry, that was me. I really hate spiders. Yes, the man really does hate spiders, just like many others do. After police performed a search of the apartment, they found nobody else and left. The man was not charged in the incident. Price Reduction Back in episode 11, and again on episode 12, we covered a story about a village southeast of Budapest that offered you to be deputy mayor for $750 per day. Being a deputy mayor is great, but what if you could arrange to be a mayor and run an entire town, just like you could in Sim City? Well, you now have a chance to do that. The town of Sweat, South Dakota, first went up for sale in June of 2014 for $399,000. There were many inquiries, including three written offers. Parties interested have ranged from those in the areas of China, Russia, and even Australia. After being on the market for 18 months, as one does with real estate, the price has been dropped. The new asking price is $250,000. Sweat covers six acres. On this land is an empty house, which has a reputation for being haunted. Along with the haunted house, there is also a closed bar. The land has been cleared up, which included removing three decaying mobile homes and also having an aging transport truck removed. Stacey Montgomery, who's overseeing the sale of the town, has received many different offers. She states, quote, Some of the types of individuals who have been interested in the past include people who wanted to be their own mayor, people who wanted to live off-grid, several production companies thinking about reality shows, hunters who wanted to create a hunting lodge, or even someone who just wanted to own a bar, End quote. Montgomery also states, quote, But the weirdest one came from a guy out of Nebraska who wanted to bring in 2,000 women from Russia and 600 men who were felons and he was going to build acrylic houses and run cameras twenty four hours a day. End quote. Montgomery told the man that he needed to, quote, call the state because I couldn't deal with the permits for anything like that. End quote. If you are looking for that special holiday gift, it can be yours today. You can pair it within the underground bunker from last week, and then you can divide your time between the two places. Galactic Economy There are numerous occasions to do calculations. Some of these include budgets, grocery bills, and even taxes. There are other times, as shown earlier in this episode where PNC Bank calculated the cost of the 12 days of Christmas, where other calculations are made. We have another example of that type of occurrence. Now that it is December of 2015, many people's thoughts are turning not only to Christmas, but Star Wars. Given that the film will be released in 13 days, as of this recording, it should be no surprise to find that people have already done some calculations about Star Wars. Zachary Feinstein is an assistant professor of engineering at Washington University in St. Louis. He wrote a paper entitled, It's a Trap, Emperor Palpatine's Poison Pill. In case you're not familiar with the Star Wars films, in Episode 4, A New Hope, as well as Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, the Rebel Alliance destroy both the first and second Death Stars. When this occurs, the two space stations are completely destroyed. The first one is done by shooting torpedoes into an exhaust port, while the second Death Star was brought down by destroying the power core. In this study, Feinstein calculated what the economical impact of the destruction of the two Death Stars would be. Feinstein states, quote, The project was really about modeling the size of the galactic economy and banking sector. Once I had that, I simply applied my research on measuring financial systemic risk to determine the required bailout. End quote. According to Feinstein's research, the two Death Stars cost a combined $612 quintillion, 193 for the first Death Star and 412 for the second one. According to his research, the economic impact of both Death Stars being destroyed within a four-year period would cause an economic collapse that could compare to the Great Depression of the 1930s. Also, according to the research, without any type of bailout, the size of the galactic economy would drop by 30%. Feinstein does not believe that the Rebel Alliance would provide any type of assistance. He states, quote, The outlook appears very grim for the common imperial citizen. I think it is unlikely that the Rebel Alliance could have found the political will and financial resources to provide the necessary banking bailout until it was too late. End quote. The actual bailout amount, as calculated by Feinstein, would be $1.3 septillion. This amount would be needed in order to maintain the Galactic Empire's economy. Even if they could find the political will and the money, I'm not sure the Rebel Alliance would want to help out the Empire that much, given all the trouble that they had caused. Naming a Power Struggle International politics can be a dicey game. Sometimes gambits pay off, other times they only create tension and strife. In March of 2014, while within a conflict with Ukraine, Russia annexed the former Russian territory of Crimea. Since the consternation began, the Crimean territory has suffered from crippling power issues due to the fact that their power is coming from Ukraine. Typically these do not last very long, but the latest stretch certainly has. Some unknown attackers blew up some power poles in Ukraine on November 22nd, which has left the peninsula of Crimea completely in the dark. These attacks affected as many as 2 million citizens and have left them without any electricity. The only way to get any electricity during this time has been through the use of generators. Russian Parliament Speaker Vladimir Konstantinov has some suggestions for people to name their children. He is suggesting this in order to mark the extended outage as well as highlight the government's efforts to overcome the crisis. For girls, he suggests light. And for boys, he suggests generator. I'm wondering if they might start referring to this generation of children as the generator generation. Sliding ice. When winter weather hits, one of the possibilities is ice. If you have ever had an encounter with ice, you know it is a result of Mother Nature that one would not consider to be fun. Ice can be quite damaging, causing power outages, vehicle crashes, as well as people slipping. Oklahoma was recently hit with a rather large ice storm, one that took out power and caused numerous headaches. What can be interesting, and a sight to see, is what happens when ice begins to melt. A person was walking through their neighborhood when they saw some ice melting. This, in and of itself, is not new. But what is interesting is what was left behind, and was most definitely a rare sight to see. As the ice was melting off of a street sign, the sheet of ice covering the sign began to slip down. Intact. This meant that there was a clear imprint of the sign. The sign indicated a speed limit of 25 miles per hour. A picture of this is in the show notes. Flying cars. The first short take video for this week seemingly shows a car that looks to be flying, when in reality, it only got caught on a cable. Flying deer. It is common to have a deer run into cars, but this one takes the cake. In the second short take video for this week, there is a deer that hits a police squad car, flips over in the air, lands, not necessarily on their hooves, and gets up and runs into the woods. Flying Keg In the last short take for this week, there is a video of Hoborg Bjornsson, who played Gregor Clegane in Game of Thrones, throwing a 33-pound keg 24 feet and 6 inches into the air. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, please subscribe, follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website, and rate us on iTunes. As an additional note, please fill out the listener survey, which is linked in the show notes, or can be found at oddworld.news 2015-survey. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.